0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا Lawful إلا بالله and love and love, you know, being a hundred and love of the love And all the followers of Aqul Been and all the lovers of God, Prophet. Muhammad, I thank Allah for giving me the copy to visit you again. I manage, for this occasion. I have to want, So I hope, insha'Allah, our session will be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and would add to our understanding and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and His Obiyah. There are many things that we can learn from the lives of Ahmad al Bayt alayhi salam. But if you want to learn principles that can help you understand every aspect of the life, you need to come up with a kind of system that you will not only have some information or scattering, data about what they have done, what they have said. But be able to understand what are the main principles in their lives? What are the governing rules in their practices? And then, reflecting on them, you may be able to understand some which are very fundamental, some that give meaning, everything that they have been doing. One of the things that we find in the teachings of Abu Ghraib and in their lives, because their lives is not different from what they have been teaching, is they believe wholeheartedly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sole provider of good. Everything good comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be in dunya or akhirah. Those who are not believers, they don't believe anything good coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who are believers, they may believe that
1: good in akhirah, for example, good in heaven come from Allah. But in dunya, Still, they may like, we like people who don't have faith. When they go to shop, when they go to office, they do business, they establish relations, they act as if dunya is
0: run one way
1: and religion is another way. So, if you want. Ashira, forgiveness, mantra. Listen to Allah subhanahu wa If you want success in dunya, do like other people do. Even sometimes, unfortunately, this comes even to our religious activities. Even the way we run our centers, we do our tablies, sometimes we act like people who have no faith Because we think, we think this is a kind of art to be a good manager. It's an art, whether you are religious or not, you can be a good manager. And it doesn't make difference to your manager of a business or manager of a mosque. It's the same thing. But what we understand from Abu'l-Bilika in Musabah is, there is no area in our life that is not governed by Allah
2: subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dunya
1: and Akhirah are not two completely separated, disconnected things. Everything good, whether it's dunya or Akhirah comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Anything bad is coming from ourselves
1: because bad is not created. Imagine, there is sun shining up all of us, if someone receives light, it's from sun. If someone is in a room, in a tunnel, has poor character, this darkness comes from himself. The sun is not giving light to some people and darkness to some other people. And we don't have another star which gives darkness as some people believe, you know, that we have God for good things. And we have Ahriman or the devil for bad things. We don't have such dualism. <coughs> Everything good comes from Allah. Anything bad is because of our misorientation. If instead of going to the right direction, I go to the right, right direction, I will fail. Who should I believe The blame? I should blame myself. So Ahlul Baytadim was understood this very well. They aimed at having the best in dunya and akhirah. It's not that they were people who were saying, in dunya we can be poor, in dunya we can be, you know, behind all other people, just be focused on akhirah. No, because dunya and akhira are not separate. If you are doing properly, you are doing properly every aspect. If you think you are only working on dunya or you are working on akhira only, means you are not doing properly at all. So they at excellence. They wanted to be in the best situation in dunya and akhira. They wanted to be even examples for people who want the best of the both worlds, but they knew this can only come when you sort out your relation with Allah Subhanahu. You have to be honest and sincere. You need to learn many things, but this is something that you have to establish
2: first. Establish this, and then learn
1: every tactic, every skill, but first establish this sincerity, and
2: know that everything good comes from Allah Subhanahu Ya
1: man arju l For everything good, we have hope in Allah Subhanahu I read for you tonight some hadith from Imam Ali, Lady Fatima, and their the children. Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: You
1: see, they were understanding and the way they wanted us also to understand things. These hadiths are very deep, and each of them needs lots of discussion, but I want to be very quick. So, hopefully, inshallah, you will later reflect on
0: these hadiths.
1: The first hadith is in Balab from Amir al He says, <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing from their religion that people leave aside, forgets because they want to improve their dunya. Unless Allah will open to them a gate that they will lose more. They think by compromising about the religion They can get better chances of success in dunya, but they would lose more in dunya after of course losing from religious side. We think that if you do every kind of business, every kind of trade, if we take or give Rabbah, if we now, sell or buy haram. If we don't pay our homes or zakat, we would be successful. And some people say, Inshallah, when I become rich, then after that I become full observant of my religious duties. Amir al doesn't say only that dunya is not worth risking your faith. He yeah. says even the key for success in dunya comes when you follow your
0: religious
1: <inaudible> If you compromise about your faith and you think you are going to make more money, then Allah will believe something that you will lose more money. either in the same business or a kind of illness, sorry. a kind of case in the happens, A kind of family issue happens. You have to give everything that you have taken to other people. So instead of having a sweet and joyful life, you have just Accumulated money but to give to other people. In the end of the day, you are not even better off in dunya. and he says as a general rule, people have never left aside anything of their faith, lestlah dunya, so that they can improve their dunya. So for Salah of dunya, they left something from this. Unless Allah has brought them something that has been more harmful. They have lost more. So this is something that and the understood very well. When it came to anything, whether it be about religion, about dunya, about politics, economies, anything, family life, they were aware. You cannot succeed by disputing Allah Subhanahu Allah. Is it possible? This is against the law of creation. You cannot ignore or even billah, rebel against Allah and think that then you can be successful in this world. In any normal country, if there is no system, there is no government, there is anarchy, that's different. But in any normal country, when there is government, when there is police, when there is army, when there is intelligence, can you fight against the governments and then be successful? They don't let you succeed. So, how can you fight against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you think this won't let you succeed? <laughs> <laughs> to <not> write <like> this. <laughs> <laughs> but he Namrud tried this, but he didn't succeed. Abu Sufyan al Muawiyah al Yazid tried this, but they didn't succeed. Unfortunately, everyone wants to try for himself. (laughs) He said, No, let me also try. Maybe I'm more clever. (laughs) I can cheat and be successful. No way. There were people who were much more clever and intelligent, but they didn't succeed. So it's not enough to lose our opportunity by trying this again. In another
2: hadith,
1: Amir al salam says a
0: hadith
1: of the first one was in Nahdi al but this is in Bihar al this is Hadith of Kutsi, you know, it's a divine saying. It's not Quran, because Allah sometimes communicated to the Prophets other than their scriptures. We have many Hadith of Qursi, we books on Hadith of Qursi. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and Amir al mumani is telling us: قَالَ ta'ala min مِنْ فَوْقَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from above his ash. Perhaps the reason for mentioning ash means with all the sovereignty that he
0: has. Because yeah.
1: ash of Allah stands for his sovereignty. He says, Ya Ibadiy U'buduni fee ma Worship me, listen to me with respect to what I have commanded, what I have told you to do. And you know that Allah doesn't need us, doesn't need our Devada, doesn't need our services. Who are we to do anything for Him? Because anything that we have comes from him. We cannot add to him anything as we cannot take away anything from him. It's impossible that we do something for him and he benefits or he would be harmed. Because we are all under him. So it's for our own interest. Allah says, Listen to me, in what I have asked you. وَلَا تُعَلَّمُونِي مَا يُسْلِحُكُمْ You don't teach me what suits you. (laughs) What's beneficial for you? Many times we think, we better understand what suits us. And then we try to bring our all ideas into our life, even, unfortunately, even to religion. Nowadays, we have people who say this aspect of faith, this aspect of faith does not suit today. This is not for all today. So what does it mean? Does it mean that then we are telling our faith what suits us and what doesn't suit us? We are going to guide our faith or our faith is going to guide us. If you are in a position that you understand everything about what you mean and you can indeed say which teaching of faith is okay, which is not okay. So you are, mashallah, better than faith. It means you don't need revelation, you don't need faith, you don't need Quran, you don't need the scholarship because you understand what suits today and what doesn't suit today. All ulama, throughout centuries have said something but to say this doesn't suit today. Allah says don't teach me what suits you.
2: Trust me.
1: With my knowledge, with my power, and with my love for you, <laughs> if there is a doctor who has trained all the doctors and has experience of it many, many years and you are an evil person, you go to the doctor and teach the doctor. The doctor You know, please don't give me this, please give me this. Shaitan, when was asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do sajda for Allah, he said to Allah, please exempt me from this and I will worship you in the way that no one has
2: Allah said, Are you going to tell
0: me how you want to worship? <laughs> <laughs> Is, Is worship a matter of convenience?
1: <laughs> you say, I want to choose how I want to practice my religion. I choose how to have a job. I choose how to do my business. It's not working. It's very unwise word as to teach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what suits us la tu'allimuni ma yasrifukum fa inni a'lamu bih wa la adkhulu 'alaykum bil masalih i know your maslaha your interest better and i am not
2: miserly <laughs> what's the problem you think i don't know i know you think i am not kind enough to give you your master (laughs) (laughs) so
1: why you don't trust me put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they knew his knowledge they knew his love for us if your father your mother Is the most knowledgeable person, the most experienced person, and loves you more than anyone else. Why you cannot listen to their advice? It doesn't make sense. Then, (laughs) Fatima (laughs) to Zahra, that mana as ada ilalla kha lisa iwadihalla afhuwala masra. If someone sends high his sincere or her sincere ribadah, if you manage to send high to raise your sincere ribad. You pray, you fast, you give zakat, you visit ill people, you do salayrah, you work for community, you teach for the sake of Allah, you live for the sake of Allah, whatever you do for the sake of Allah, then Then Allah will send down in return the best of His word You try to please Allah then Allah will satisfy you. There is no way that you please Allah and then Allah will ignore you or forget you. He will satisfy you. Allah subhanahu Taala is very grateful. He is shakur. Not only is shakur, he is shakur. He is very grateful. I sometimes have told this story that some years back in we had a conference with some Christian philosophers from the U.S. who were visiting Iran. It was a very good conference and we were discussing our understanding of God in both traditions and in my presentation I talked about the way the Quran describes God. And I gave a list of the adjectives used for God in the Quran. One of them was that God is grateful. In the break, one of them said this is new. In our tradition, we don't have this concept of God being grateful and was was very interested and said you know you should have one independent discussion on this the quran tells us that god is grateful because you don't expect god to be grateful why god should be grateful when everything that we have is from him and if we listen to him why he should be grateful <laughs> but he is so kind and he wants to So much to encourage us to do good things that he thanks us. You know, you go to a doctor and you take the prescription and you are cured. Who should thank whom? You should thank the doctor. But our doctor is so kind that thanks you and rewards you because of taking the
2: prescription. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. subhanallah. Not only muhammad he appreciates
1: not only heal times but he would actually treat us in the way that you feel embarrassed. If people to whom you don't owe anything, you work for them, what do they do for you? For example, you work Eight hours a day for someone, what do they do for, for you? The maximum is they give you your salary. Even you have to sometimes, you know, work hard to find a job, you have to be very, very careful, very respectful, you have to observe many things, even sometimes in your home you have to be working, preparing, lots of things you have to do, the maximum they give you salary. But when you work for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to whom you owe everything, you owe your life, you owe your health, you owe your understanding, you owe these hours, everything you owe to Him. But when you work for him, he will not just pay you. He will not just give you a few pounds. He would raise your
0: position. He would praise
1: you in front of angels and say, look at this servant of mine. if we have done a big thing, as if we have done, you know, a great achievement. He is so kind. Like, you know, if you have a little child, when your little child with difficulty takes one plate from the living room to the kitchen, you thank him, you clap for him. You show your joy, not because he did something great, because you want to encourage him. This is your sweetheart. You want to feel that he is important for you. You want him to feel that he is unique? This is the way Allah treats us. He treats each of us as we are unique, as he has no one else. We have many times hadith that Allah looks at the angels and says, "I am proud of this servant." One simple thing, for example, if after salat you do Sajdah for shukr, hadith says Allah would be proud of you because you were not asked to do this Sajdah as an obligation, and you did. So. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind that despite everything that we owe Him, even if we do something little, not only He pays back, He gives you so much of honor, so much of grace that you will feel embarrassed. You know in Arabic we have a very good term, Father. father. I say, how about What is father? Father means favor, grace. When you give someone something that he doesn't deserve, not if he deserves. If he deserves, it's not father. If
0: you
1: give someone what you have to give him, this is not father. When you give someone something that he doesn't deserve, and then you go to the extent that not only he doesn't deserve, he doesn't expect that generosity, this is fault. So if you work for me and the value is 100 pounds, if I give you 100 pounds, this is not five. If I give you 120 pounds, this is not power. But if
2: instead of 100 pounds I give
1: you 200 pounds, 300 pounds, this is bad.
2: <laughs> but when
1: it comes to Allah, He is Zulfadl al Adeem. SubhanAllah. Not only He is Zulfadl, He is Zulfadl al
2: Adeem. And what is Adeem? I
1: can just tell you, Dunya is Adeem. So Adim is more than dunya.
2: So if Allah
1: gives you the whole dunya is still in his standards, he has not been given to you Fazir Adim. So now imagine
2: if we do everything for Allah subhanahu
0: wa ta'ala. Are we going to lose? Definitely Are we going
1: to find anyone more generous than him? Definitely me knew this and gave their heart to this. We know this, but we don't give our hearts. Even we know, but we don't give our hearts. So, Lady Fatima alayha,
2: says, <laughs>
1: to send to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your sincere actions Allah will send down to you the best of these maslah'ah for you so. Imam Hassan
2: alayhi salam said Allah wa ta'ala
1: Allah. Whoever serves Allah, Allah makes everything serve Him.
2: Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Subhanallah.
1: Not only Allah makes His good people serve Him, even Allah makes your enemies serve you. Don't think Musa was only served by his followers. Musa was served by the Subhanallah. Actually, no one served Musa like their I don't have time to explain, but just one point. If Musa, who had miracles in his hand, wanted to introduce himself and his miracles to people, he needed to have a big campaign. He had to inform people at that time you couldn't, you know, use TV or, you know, internet. Everything was face to face. Who did this campaign for Musa? The wrong. Their own, own unknowingly made the best campaign for Musa. Oh, because he wanted to defeat Musa. So he said, oh, Musa, let's get together in front of people, Makan and soa in a place that everyone can come. In zina in the day of feast, that people get together and they are celebrating. I invite everyone to come and to see your defeat. But to make it more interesting, it will not be just me and you. I will bring magicians. No, if you have entertainment place, beast. some people bring singers, some people bring magicians. So he said, I bring magicians. But not the best magicians of the town. I will bring the best magicians of the state. So, in a place that everyone was there, in the day of feast, the best magicians were brought by Pharaoh, and then the best magicians, in front of everyone, they accepted the message of. Subhanallah,
2: Subhanallah, Subhanallah.
1: Could anyone plan for Musa better than Pharaoh? Did Musa have any money or any people to do this for him? No. And even this was not enough. If they all had stopped just there, it the still was better for him. But he tried to threaten these magicians who had just embraced faith. He said, "I am going to crucify." And then to his surprise and everyone's surprised, they said, La waira, Inna ila qalibun.
2: People saw that Musa in a few minutes changed the
1: magicians to the people who are seeking martyrdom.
0: subhanallah <laughs>
1: People who in all their life they were eating haram. Now the power
2: of miracle
1: made them totally. De- who
2: did this one? Wrong.
1: Of course, not
2: intentionally.
1: <laughs> so when Allah says that everyone is going to serve you if you serve me, when Imam Hassan says, "Man abadallah, abadallah, This is true.
2: Ma Allah.
1: <laughs> if, we sort out our relation with Allah. Allah will sort out Man ma fi ma Just Allah doesn't expect you to change the world. You know, sometimes we get despair. We see so many problems, you know, you are not going to succeed. But this is a mistake. The key for success is not that you change the whole world. The key for the success is you change your relation with Allah. That's in your hand. If you change your relation with Allah, then He will take care of the rest. And if we as community do this, Allah will make everything okay for our community. Just let us improve our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a united way. Let us make our hearts sincere and then connect our hearts together and invite Allah to our community. Then you will see everything will be sorted out. I mentioned one more hadith and then I finished. This is from Imam (laughs) Hussain. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 because I said this is Ahlul Bayt, I wanted to mention from Amirul Mawmini, from Lady Fatima, Imam Hussain, Imam Hussain. I had from my father, from <laughs> my <Mukazel>, from Manjawab.
0: <laughs> I stop here.
1: Imam Hussain said, Man abadallah <laughs> haqqa ibadatihi if someone serves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that Allah deserves in the way that suits him in the way that is the best that you can do truthfully Allah would give you above your expectations and above what would be sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. He will not just give what suffice. He would give you more. This is what Imam Husayn So my advice for myself and for all of us is to give our heart to this. We all know It's not new, but we have to give a chance to these things to enter into our hearts. The key for success in dunya and akhirah is in your hand, and that is to improve your relation with Allah If your relation with Allah is fixed properly, The whole world would be at your service. Allah would make everyone serve you, even your enemies. Allah would give you so much that you would be embarrassed. You would say, I didn't deserve this much. So let's give our heart to this. We The tragedies of Ahmad al Bayt were many because the way they lived, the way they talked, was not something that the people of Dunya were interested in. They were only thinking of power and money and worldly pleasure. You know, when there are people who are criminals, and there are people who don't want to get into crime, they think they are troubled by these pious people. You know, if there's a school, and there are some gangs in the school, or in, I don't know, any place in the neighborhood, they think if there is someone pious, they are troubled. They want everyone to be a criminal. So, people of dunya had difficulty even with seeing Ahlul Alayhi wa because the way they were acting and behaving and encouraging others was totally different from the way of Ahlul Bayt wa and this is why you see Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi, alayhi wa sallam <laughs> maybe physically and economically and politically was more troubled in mecca but psychologically and emotionally he was more troubled in medina
0: whether in mecca or medina
1: he had to suffer but even in medina that we expect he should be comfortable because he's surrounded by muslims He is not even in Medina comfortable because people, they say they believe. Imam al-Salaam said, People, even many religious people, they just love what he's saying we are religious. Indeed, they are servants of dunya. They cannot cope with seeing people who are sincere. In any case, Ahmad <laughs> Baita is a great example for. Young woman, daughter of father, mother of children, should not be suffering. She should be treated like queen. She should be treated in the best way possible. Even if people have problem with Hamir or Rumi, they should have no problem with Lady father She didn't killed anyone's father or brother as Abir al did in different battles in time of the Prophet. And we say There were people who had hatred towards Abir al-Mu'nin. Because they were people that when they were Kafir, they were fighting Muslims and they had lost people. But I don't think anyone should have had any problem with Lady the father. But the way they treated Lady Father is very
2: shameful.
0: Even
1: today, after 14 centuries, we don't want to mention the way they treated this lady. Uh I only mention the last minutes of the life of Lady. As masters, that in the last minutes of the life of Lady Father, she said, bring me part of Khafur that Jibreel had brought from my father. When Rasulullah was going to die, Jibreel brought him some Khafur from heaven. And Rasulullah made it three parts. Part for himself, part for Imam and part for Lady Father. So Lady Fatima asked to bring that kafu and put next to her head and then said, please leave me, you know there are moments in our life that if only we are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one can help. a friend of Allah, you want to be alone with Allah If in your own life, your best relationship with Allah, in that moment also you want to be with Allah.
2: But if we were not
1: friend of Allah, now we want people to be around us, we want to be crowded because we are afraid of being alone. So it seems that Lady Fatima had Managed to send everyone outside. Imam Hassan and Imam Hussain were outside. Zeidah and Kutsu to some sources. They were in the house of somebody in Hashem. Amir al-Mumunin was in Massef. Even, she said to Asma, please leave me. And then, after some time, Asma went back. And so them. Basic minimum as possible. So, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussain, two young children of Lady entered al Hasan al The first people who came inside home were Imam Hassan
2: and Imam Hussain.
1: When Imam Hassan saw Lady Fatima, he bent on the body of the lady and said, Ya Ummah, kallamini qabla yeah. intufar badani. My mother, please speak to me before my soul departs
2: my body. And then Imam Hussain alayhi <laughs> salam, Abbal al-Hussain yuqabbil urichla. Imam Hussain started kissing the feet of Fatima. يقول يا أمة This is your son Hussein. Please talk to me before my heart is broken. Then as said to Imam Azhar and Imam Zaid go and call your father, Amin al Mu'mini. He went to Masjid and saw Amir al and he said, mother oh, mother oh, father, my mother, our mother God. I Amir al-Mu'manim, the hero of all the battles when he received this news. The narrator says, and just his face became unconscious, he poured some water on the face of Ali, he said, Now who can give me comfort, who can give O
1: oh Allah, we ask you humbly, with our empty hands,
0: we ask you to accept our little services, our little ibadah, our little azas. we ask you to forgive all our sins and mistakes and your
1: we ask you to enable us to lead a life of piety and honesty and sincerity and charity. Amen. Please enable us to follow the path of Muhammad and Muhammad with all our might and power. Amen. Please keep us and our children and brothers and sisters always on the right path. Amen. Please protect us from all the calamities of our Zaman. Please give us the gift of unity. The gift of
0: working together wholeheartedly for your cause. Right.
1: Please make our Imam Al Zaman happy and believe with us. Yeah. Please answer his du'as for his father and for his Shia. Yeah. Please give Shi'a to all illnesses of our body and heart. Yeah. Please give Shi'a to all people that we have in mind.